Oh, it's been a hot minute since my last episode, but I am back and I brought with me my guest today, Cindy Warren, the owner of Blue Tree Coaching and also the host of the Side Gig School. I almost said Side Gig Central. Side Gig School podcast. As you might have guessed, Cindy and I are going to talk everything side gig related, especially how you can stay grounded in your vision when things get a little bit tough and you feel like throwing in the towel. So thanks again to Cindy for spending some time with me a couple of weeks ago and enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game, and do the work, you're definitely in the right place place. Let's get started. Cindy Warren is here today and I am so excited to have her on the show. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I am great, Elena. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am a super fan of what you are preaching with your side gig school. I love it so much. And so just so folks can understand what you do, give us a little bit of background who are you? What do you do? And how do you help people? Totally. So I sort of think of myself as a serial side hustler. I've always had a side hustle my whole life. I'm a 50-year-old woman. I am a lawyer. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm an author. And now I'm a life and business coach. And coaching started out as, I don't know, like my 20th side hustle and turned into my full-time thing. So I help people start and grow side hustles. And in my coaching world, I call them side gigs because I like to teach it without the hustle. Yes. Ooh, that's a good distinction to make because I think that, uh, well, the perception I think of a side hustle is that it's taking up every single waking minute, a waking hour that you have. And I just don't think that's realistic and I don't think it's sustainable. And then really it like sucks the the joy right out of it. So I like your distinction there, making it side gig versus side hustle. So tell me what kind of brought you to this crossroads of obviously you've, you've done a lot of things. What kind of really pushed you into making this your full-time thing? When I first started coaching a few years ago, I did it and I was just doing general life coaching I did it because I love talking to people and helping people really be more intentional in their lives. Like if I had to distill it, that's it. And that's very much related to my own personal yoga journey and personal growth, et cetera. And it came to me, something I'm really good at is side hustles because I've done it so many times in my many decades as a professional. So I decided to just create a group coaching program and it kind of took off. Don't you love how that happens? How you just, you just, you just execute and things start to like take on a life of its own and it starts the momentum. That's, and also too, I mean, I would be negligent if I didn't say like, this really is still a side gig is still 
um, you know, a side gig for me, really. And I, I, I think and we were just talking about this too before I press play about like, oh, I had to take little bit of time off from the podcast but that's the cool thing about a side gig is that you do not have to have all this extra pressure on like doing your side gig like you make it work for your life and your lifestyle so would love your your take on that as well I mean, amen, sister. Like to me, that is the most beautiful thing about the whole sidekick journey. We can be empowered as almost like mini entrepreneurs. And look, some people like me turn it into the full-time thing, Um, but many don't. And we can be empowered to step on the gas and step on the brakes when it suits our lives. Yeah. And also, dare I say, learn new skills that you may have otherwise never have learned. That's the really cool thing. I mean, that I've really gotten from my side gig journey is I know how to run a podcast now. I know a little bit more about Instagram than I did like back in 2019, although it's always changing and evolving. Like you learn and you pick up all of these new skills that if I was like just staying like strictly corporate, I don't know that I would have like known how to do these things, right? That is so true. And for me, my prior like sort of full-time thing was a human resources consulting business that was an outgrowth of my work as a lawyer. And it never occurred to me that I was learning all these entrepreneurial skills until I was pretty far along. And then I was like, oh, I have a business. I'm an entrepreneur. So it is funny because it's not just the skills you pick up, but I think there's also some identity shifting that happens along the way as well. Yeah, absolutely. And building a personal brand, which is always a good idea. So let's let's turn the page and let's hop into sales because, you know, sales is my jam. And that's what I coach my clients on is building your business so it's no longer a hobby, that it can actually be lucrative and you can start building and generating revenue. So Cindy, would love for you to give me just when I say to you, like, sales (laughs) sales <laughs> and generating sales what are what are some of the things that um, that you're helping teach your clients about what are some things that you uh, or how you like to think about sales especially in the side gig container if you will I love this question so much and in my world and I mostly deal with service-based side hustlers versus like someone selling a product, though not exclusively, I look at sales as service. Whatever it is that you are helping people with, when you sell, and I would put marketing in there too, you are being of service. You are sharing your gifts. You are helping people with whatever it is you can help them with. So for me, I'm helping people start and grow side hustles. You know, you're doing a similar, really important work, and I view it as service. Yeah, I think that is such a huge light bulb moment for folks because sometimes we have the perception of the used car salesman. I'm in automotive, so I can say this. The used car pushy salesperson who is not going to give up until you sign on the dotted line, right? And I think when you, again, just as you said, Cindy, when you think about it in a way of helping someone. Yes, there is a transactional part to it, right? But it's still the underlying, you have a problem, I can solve it. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I totally get what you're saying. Like from the legal profession, it's like, you know, the image of the ambulance chaser. And I think some of us have to, and women in particular, I will say, really have to reframe what it means to sell in a way that feels authentic and abundant and like not sleazy at all. Um, it really, and how I think we, how we think about sales really impacts how much we sell. So I think the mindset piece of selling is really critical. Talk to me about like how you would coach a side gig entrepreneur, someone just starting out and is like a little bit nervous and not fully not fully like stepping into their business. What are what are some tips or what are some tricks that you would have? Or I shouldn't really say tricks. Tricks don't go with sales. Okay. So erase <laughs> tricks. I would say tips. We don't want to say tricks because tricks is like deceitful. So okay. Steps. Here's what yeah, I think. Thank you. Yes. First, we need to get really clear on what it is we're selling. What's the problem we're solving for our people? Then I really like to have my clients kind of start with their why. Why does this even matter to them? And I think having a why or a purpose is just something that can keep you tethered when it gets hard because that's inevitable in sales and business. The next thing that I think is the most important step is creating your offer. So a clear, simple offer. You can hire me for four sessions. This is what it costs. This is the result you get. Something like that. And then it really goes to something you, you know, a word you just used a moment ago, consistency. You've got to go tell people about the offer. This is not like stealth business. That's not really a thing. So we need to be out there talking about what we do, talking about why we do what we do and making offers to help people. Yeah, absolutely. I have such a love-hate relationship with the word consistency. Oh, the C word. Like I start to, not the other C, <laughs> but I start to like shiver a little bit with the consistencies. It's like, I got to be consistent with my vitamins, my skin routine, my, and now it's like, I have, yes, unfortunately we have to be consistent with our business, right? So I think it's also important to maybe add in a level of flexibility because what you start out with generally goes through a lot of iterations. If you know, you're paying attention and like listening to what people who are paying you money tell you, right. <laughs> you're like understanding, like how I can solve the problem is you're growing and you're in your iterating and changing. Right. So that flexibility and the, and also, I, I wish somebody had told me this early on in my career, entrepreneurial journey. It's like, don't hold it so close. Like, it's not so personal. It's not your complete identity, right? Yeah. Be a bit flexible and malleable so that you can arrive at that ding, 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 like that thing that is going to just sell like hotcakes, love delivering, right? So, yeah, that's flexibility. I love that so much. And I appreciate that on many levels as a yogi. But I think oh, yeah. you said... Oh my gosh, that tie-in. <laughs> Holy moly. That was like, I, I wasn't even planning that fun without... That was a good one. I like it. So that much. was beautiful. I couldn't pass it up, Elena. You it. just teed it up for me. <laughs> I think that is so true. And I would say for me, I worked with dozens of coaching clients before I even thought about side hustles. 
and creating my program, which is called Sidekick School. So I've been at coaching for a while, for over a, over a full year before I even had the idea. And I think flexibility is really important. And we also need to be listening uh, to market changes and what people are telling us they need. And it evolves. And like you said, it almost never goes exactly the way you planned. And so many side giggers that I work with are very, very creative. So there are ideas popping all the time, which is a beautiful thing, but can also be their Achilles heel if they're not able to get really grounded and rooted in what is what is like essential for me here? What is the thing I'm deciding to focus on? How am I focusing on it? Why am I focusing on it? And sticking with that. So I do agree, like a sense of grounding and stability is required on this journey. And it's something that I personally have worked uh, for decades to cultivate in myself. So I really appreciate you noticing it. Another question for you about sales. And I love asking this question because it's happened to me multiple times in my career. It's like, when do you throw in the towel? And what do I mean by this? When do you throw in the towel or when do you decide to stick it out. Now there's a lot of variables, like for me, for instance, and what I'm saying is like throw in the tail on your quote unquote side. That's an amazing question. What I see way more often than I would like to is people throwing in the towel too soon. Mm. So I have a bias to sticking it out. Now that doesn't mean exactly the way it was. Like we need to learn and we need to adjust. And sometimes we actually need to pivot. But the number one thing I see people being held back by is thinking it's not working when really it's just too soon. Yeah. Now, in some ways, though, Elena, that's a different question um, than should I quit my day job, which supports me and my lifestyle needs or not? And for that question, I think we've got to be very data driven. What are the numbers you need to be bringing in monthly? What are your expenses? Are you there yet? What's the gap you need to close? So I think we can be both really analytical on the numbers side, but also work on becoming the women and the humans who don't give up on ourselves too soon. And that's why I love side gigs so much. Maybe you do keep it a side gig for a little bit longer so you get more experience. Like I was recently on a a podcast with my good friend, Rachel Kujup. Shout out to her. She's amazing. She's a marketing coach. I love her. But what we talked about was thinking, all right, if there is a way that you know that this is what you absolutely want to do and you're, you're driven by it, like the numbers make sense. But that one piece that you're like kind of like missing is we're of course talking about sales and So when you're talking about sales and not being able to pull all the levers that you need to quote unquote, make it rain and you don't really know how to do it. Sometimes it Mm -hmm. comes down to the level of experience and just being able to go through an entire season, go through an entire year. Is your business seasonal? Is there like in Q3? Is that like your money making? Like you don't know if you haven't been through an entire year of your side gig. You have no idea. And I'll use fitness as an example. Like historically, Q1 was always amazing because everyone's like, I feel like a flat fat slob from the holidays. Like Q1 (laughs) is always bumping, right? But again, like get, you know, service-based entrepreneurs, you can take that, you know, however you want to apply it to your business, but it's 
it's that that uh, seasonal aspect that you just have no clue about if you haven't experienced it. I love the fitness analogy on another level also, because let's just say you have a goal of like gaining muscle mass. It's going to happen if you keep going to the gym. It's not going to happen if after week one or month one or even quarter one, you're like, ah, it's not working and you throw in the towel. So there's a number of lessons to be learned from how crowded all the gyms and yoga studios are in January. Tell, tell us more about where people can go and find you on the internet. Uh, awesome. if they want to, yeah, if they want to go and, and work with you, tell us more. So I'm on Instagram at Blue Tree Coaching. I have a podcast called the Side Gig School Podcast. And my website is bluetreecoaching.net. So those are the places you can find me. And even if someone listening is like, I might have an idea. I don't know if this is an idea. Like, that's my sweet spot. I would love to chat with any of your listeners who just want to know, like, is there a there there? My answer is almost always yes. Um, But I just love talking to people about sidekick ideas. Yes, there you go, guys. I will put those uh, crucial pieces of information into the show notes so you can go and check it out. Cindy, it's been a pleasure for you to be on the show. Thank you so much for being on this show and for being on the, the kickoff episode of this very long podcast hiatus. And I appreciate you and your wisdom. And I love what you do for people. I am a super fan of what you do. So Cindy, thank you so much. Thank you, Elena. It's been a great conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at sidegeekcentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.